All right. We split. I guess. Yeah. I guess we just split the series with them. With a not-too-great, mediocre Baltimore Orioles team. Kind of what 2020 has been so far this year. Um, Yeah. A team that we fought was was starting to struggle a bit, but then after Saturday's game, they basically just bounced right back, and now they're back in the playoff hunt. So, yeah, the Celtics – I mean, not Celtics, sorry. We just finished recording a Celtics podcast. Um, uh, Red Sox split the series with the Orioles two games apiece. So, Red Sox took two games out of four from the Orioles in Baltimore – and there will be a day off tomorrow. So this is why, you know, I guess we decided to record now because you know what? Guess what? Just gives us an off day tomorrow. We don't have to record. Yeah. Yeah. We would plan on doing it because originally what I planned on doing it during the off day was a lot of the games that were happening when we recorded these, when the, we did like the season or series recap were happening during the night, like Sunday night baseball. Especially when I was working during the, during the day, I couldn't really do that. Yeah, I couldn't stay up all night and go over a four game series uh, recap when I have work in the tomorrow morning. Like I have to get up at five and get there by six thirty. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But since I'm back on night shifts now because the school year is about to start this year, we decided to go back to just doing it now. And since today was a day game. And kind of like a getaway day game, we decided, you know what, let's just do it. Let's record tonight and just give us the tomorrow off. Yeah, tomorrow off where we just actually just do nothing. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. So game one, very good. Very good. Evaldi had his stuff. Evaldi did have his stuff. He did pitch really good. Very good. The best he has pitched all year, even Better than the day in the opening day game, which he did face against the Orioles. Very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, he pitched really good. Let's go over the summary, scoring summary. All right, in the second inning, uh, Jose Peraza singles a line drive to center field to score uh, Christian Vasquez, one nothing Red Sox. Pilar goes to third. Then Alex Verdugo in the same innings grounds out to second baseman Hanser Alberto to uh, score Pilar. So that's sack uh, ground out. So two nothing Red Sox or Peraza the second. Then the top of the third, uh, Xander Bogarts hits his fifth home run of the season to left to left field. Three nothing Red Sox in the third inning. Then the bottom of the seventh inning. Uh, Pefalecchia homers off of Evaldi. Basically the only time that Evaldi actually got in the trouble, except probably the first inning where he kind of did load the bases up. Um, so it's Valakia's third homer of the year. Red Sox still lead 3-1 to one after 7. And then in the ninth, the Red Sox totally blow it open. First off, uh, Xander Bogart singles a ground ball into left field. Uh, Verdugo scores, and J.D. Uh, Martinez goes second. And then Mitch Moreland put the dagger in the car, put the dagger in the heart. A three of hold on. A three-run homer, his seventh of the year, into center field. 
JD scores, Bogart scores, seven to one Red Sox lead. And that's where the final score would stay. Seven to one Red Sox lead on a two game win streak, two game win streak. Mm. Yeah. Makes you think. So, but they still have an eight and eight and 18 record, which isn't really good. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the Red Sox scored seven runs on 12 hits and committed no errors. While the Orioles scored one run on five hits and gave up zero errors. Box scores. All right. So Verdugo led off and played left field. He uh, went one for four, scored a run, had an RBI, one walk, and struck out twice. And then Rafael Devers uh, batted second and put, or played a third base. He went two for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. J.D. Martinez batted third and, pl- and was the designated hitter. He went 0 for 5. He did score a run, did not get an RBI, no walks, and struck out twice. And then Xander Bogarts uh, batted fourth and played shortstop. He went 3 for 5, two runs on two RBIs, uh, walked zero times, and struck out once. And then Mitch Moreland batted fifth and played first base. He went 2 for 4, one run, three RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And struck out an hour. Struck out no time. Sorry about that bleep up right there. All right, all right. Batting six and playing catcher was Christian Vasquez. He went two for five, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting uh, eight, seven and playing uh, right field is Kevin Pilar. He went zero for four, one run. He did score a run though. No RBIs. Walked once and struck out once. And then batting eighth and playing center field was uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. He went one for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting ninth and playing second base was uh, Jose Peraza. He went one for four, no runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. And as I said, the extra base hits were homers by Xander Bogarts, his fifth of the year, third inning off of a uh, Adrian Wojciechowski, uh, zero on and one out. And then Mitch Moreland in the ninth inning, his seventh of the year, off of Miguel Castro, two on and one out. Red Sox pitching. Evaldi went seven innings, 7.0 innings. Gave up five hits, surrendered one run. That one run was earned. Walked one person, struck out six. Gave up a home run, and that was the Pat Falakia home run. And left the game with a 4.89 ERA. And then Ryan Brazier came in and pitched 1.0 in his pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs, uh, no walks. Struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 7, 7.00 ERA. And then Phyllis Valdez came in and pitched 1.0 in his pitch. Again, no runs, same exact stats, no runs, or no hits. No runs, no earned runs, no walks, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.17 ERA. Awesome. Orioles box scores. All right. So leading off and batting, or leading off and playing second base was Hanser Alberto. He went one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting second and playing right field was uh, 
Anthony Santander, he went one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting uh, third and playing first base was Rento, Rento Nunez. He went one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting fourth and playing catcher was Pedro Severino. He went 0 for 4. So uh, zero runs, zero RBIs, walked once, or walked no, struck zero times, and struck out twice. And then batting uh, fifth and playing third base was Rio, Rio, Rio Ruiz. He went 0 for 3. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting six and playing left field was uh, Pat Falakia. He went one for free. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then pitch hitting and pitch hitting for him was Ramon Urarez. He went 0 for 1. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out that one at bats. All right. And then batting seventh and playing uh, DH was uh, Dwight Smith. He went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting eighth and playing center field was Cedric Mullins. Yeah, Cedric the Entertainer. As they said on the Red Sox radio broadcast I listened to, Cedric the Entertainer. All right. He went one for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs. Zero walks and struck out twice. And then batting uh, ninth and playing shortstop was, hold on, I gotta get his name, Andrew Velasquez. He went uh, 0 for 2. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And as I said, the extra base, the only extra base hit that they had was a Pat Valacchia home run, his third of the year, seventh inning off of Vivaldi. He was zero on and zero out. Pitching, Adrian Wojciechowski pitched 3.2 innings pitch. He's been great against the Red Sox. Remember kind of last year around the same time around July, late July or so, we went to Baltimore and played the Orioles, and he almost no hit the Red Sox until in the seventh inning, thank God, from Rafael Devers, his his uh, set, or as a seventh inning double to break up the no hitter, basically, yeah, made it so we did not, yes, are the best offense in the league getting no hit by a pitcher who plays on a team that is awful and has, I didn't even know existed until that day. Yeah. So he was like carving us up in seven innings or almost like six innings. Yeah. Unreal. So anyway, so he went uh, 3.2 innings pitch. Gave up seven hits, surrendered three runs. All three of those runs were earned. One walk, struck out four, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 4.84 ERA. All right. Oh, who's this other guy? Dylan Tate pitched 2.1 innings pitch, gave up a hit, surrendered no runs, no earned runs, walked one person, struck out three, uh, gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 3.86 ERA. All right. And you remember this dude, Travis Lakins, now senior now, went 1.1 innings pitch, gave up a hit, surrendered no runs, those no earned runs, walked one person, struck out one, 
uh, gave up one zero home runs and left the game with a 3.75 ERA. All right, Tanner Scott pitched 0.2 innings pitch, gave up a hit, gave up two runs. Those two runs were earned. Walked a guy, struck out nobody, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 1.93 ERA. And then Miguel Cairo or Miguel Castro pitched 1.0 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. He walked one, nobody, struck out one, gave up a home run, and that was the Mitch home, Moreland home run, and left the game with a 4.50 ERA. All right. Evaldi gets the win, his second of the year, so he's now two two for two and two. Um, Adrian Wojciechowski gets slapped the loss his third of the year, so he's now one and three. All right. So very good. Two game win streak. Awesome. What you want to do against a team like Baltimore in this four game series. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Early and often. All right. So we will take a quick break and come back and talk about game two of the series and a certain event that happened later or earlier in before the game that happened. So don't go anywhere. Bye. All right. We are back to talk about game two. But first, there was some news that happened before game two of the four-game series. So, as you've been hearing, we could be on some trade. Yeah, we could be on some trading in the next 10 to not 10, or basically up until, like, the next eight days. And on Friday, one of those fir- first trades happened. Or, so what it started out with, rumor was going around that the Phillies were interested in acquiring uh Brandon Workman, our supposed closer. Well, suppose as in, like, I'm not really sure we actually made him our official closer yet, but for now he is the closer, so to say. So, so right before the game happened, the F- Red Sox and Phillies struck a deal. Red Sox would get uh, pitchers Nick Pavetta and their 23rd prospect, uh, pitcher Connor Seabold, and we gave up in exchange were, as I said, pitcher Brandon Workman and Heath Henry. So they are now gone. Two pitchers that have helped anchor two World Series titles. Well, I know, like, I know uh, Brandon Workman won two with the Red Sox. So he won one in 2013. He was part of that relief staff. And 2018. And yeah, Heath Henry was part of 2018 as well. Yeah. So both of them have rings, like three all together. Yeah. Kind of sucks. But I knew it was going to happen. And you know what? In the next couple of days, we're going to see a lot more of the trades. People that you thought that would not be untouchable possibly will be traded. Like people like Bogarts, Devers, JBJ, JD Martinez. I hope Kevin Plard doesn't get traded, but he's probably going to get traded too. Mitch Moreland, guys like that. Maybe Chris Sale. I don't know. Maybe Chris Sale might not get traded because he is still injured. I'm not really sure if you could trade like an injured player at the time. Possibly you can, but I don't know. I remember playing NBA 2K08 and trying to make trades. 
like for big name players, but then having a trade end up uh, backfiring because, hey, the player was injured. And yeah, I don't know. Could happen. Evaldi might get traded. Yeah. People that you didn't find would be untouchable. And maybe we should stop saying players are untouchable because we thought Mookie Betts was untouchable. But guess what? We decided to ship him off in February to the Dodgers along with David Price. So, Kesseling, we should probably stop saying untouchable. Stop calling players untouchable. Yeah. Everybody is tradable. Yeah. At this rate, I mean, with the way the season's going, might as well just blow it up. Just blow it up and start over. Start over for the next title. For title number 10. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. So, be ready for the next eight days for big trades to go down between Red Sox and other teams. Just be ready for that. Up and for, for the next eight days. Be ready for that. Yeah. All right. So, let's get into game... Two of the series. Yeah. All right. So game two of the series. Yeah. So Colm Brewer pitched a good game in the opener, but he only lasted a few innings. So so I didn't get the win. All right. So anyway, score summary in the second inning. Sander Bogart's got the first hit of the Reds got the first hit for the Red Sox in the game with a solo homer in into left center field or into center field is sixth of the year, one nothing Red Sox lead. Then the top of the third, Red Sox get another couple of runs on a two run homer by JD Martinez, his third of the year in the center field. Pilar scores three nothing Red Sox. And then in the sixth, fifth inning, Rafael Devers hits a homer into a center field, a two run or free run homer that scores. Peraza and Kevin Pilar, 6-0 Red Sox lead. And then Michael Chavis singles a grounder in the center field that scores uh, Christian Vasquez and Alex Verdugo, 8-0 Red Sox lead. But then uh, Josh Uchich came into the game. Josh Uchich came into the game and kind of started giving us a heart attack. First off, he gave up a solo homer to Pat Falakia, his fourth of the year into left field. Red Sox still lead, but by seven, eight to a one. And then he gave up a back-to-back home run to Cedric Mellons, his first of the year into left field. Eight to two Red Sox, six-run lead, not really great. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, he gave up a, a solo or three-run homer to Chance Seco, his fourth of the year. The score, Severino and uh, Ryan Mountcastle to make it a game, a three-run lead, eight to five, Red Sox lead. But that's where the final score would stay because Matty Backpacks came in. Possibly the new closer came in and basically shut them down. Um, Well, not one, two, three. He did give up a hit, but enough to the point where that one hit did not score anything. As the Red Sox... Increase their win streak to three biggest of the year or uh, the season high of the year or season high of the year. I'm not making any sense. Season high win streak at three as the Red Sox win eight to five. They are still nine and 18, which isn't good, but we'll take it. All right. Red Sox score eight runs on nine hits, but 
and committed zero errors, while the Orioles scored five hit five runs on eight hits and committed no errors. All right. Red Sox box scores. Kevin Pillar led off and played right field. He went one for four, two runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. All right. And then batting second and playing third base was Rafael Devers. He went one for four, one run, three RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting third and playing DH was uh, J.D. Martinez. He went one for four, one run, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting fourth and playing uh, shortstop is uh, Xander Bogarts. He went one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting fifth and playing catcher was Christian Vasquez. He went one for four, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting sixth and playing left field was Alex Verdugo. He went two for four, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting, or then, and then batting seventh and playing first base was Michael Chavis. He went one for four, zero runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting eighth and playing center field was uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. He went 0 for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting ninth and playing second base was Jose Peraza. He went one for free, one for free, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. So only uh, Chavis and Brett or JBJ were the only guys who did not score a run. Everybody scored a run, yeah, which is pretty neat. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. And the only guy who did not get a hit was JBJ. Everybody in the lineup all got a base hit, which is pretty neat in this game. Yeah. All right. So the only base hit, extra base hits they got was a double by uh, Alex Verdugo and then a couple of home runs, one by Xander Bogarts in the second inning, his sixth of the year off of John Means, zero on, zero out, the first base hit of the game. Or the Red Sox. And then JB, J.D. Martinez had his third home run of the year in the third inning off of John Means. One on, two out. And then Rafael Devers got his fourth of the year in the fifth inning off of Jorge Lopez. Two on and one out. So very good. All right, pitching. It was an opener in this one on Friday night. Uh, Colton Brewer started off the game, same age as me. Yes, I'm not really sure how because he looks very older. He does not look like someone who is my age, but okay. All right. How old are you, Tom? Almost 28. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, I have a birthday coming up in like next month. Happy birthday or happy early birthday. Yeah. All right. All right. Cone Brewer pitched 0.4 innings pitched, gave up three hits, surrendered three zero runs. All zero, all zero of those runs were earned. So he did not score, give up an earned run at all. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, walked two people, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.50 ERA. Darwinson Hernandez made his first season debut and pitched 2.0 innings pitched. I forgot he was even on the team. That's what I mean. This whole pitching staff is very new that I forgot, oh, these guys are still on the team, but they're not, they haven't even made it up to the actual big league roster, which is very weird. That'll explain why our pitching stinks so much. But anyway, a two, 2.0 innings pitched, gave up one hit, 
surrendered zero runs. All zero, all zero of those runs were not earned or earned, so he gave up no run earned runs at all. Uh, walked one person, struck out three, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 0.00 ERA. Josh Uchich came in and pitched 1.2 1. 1. innings pitch, gave up 30 hits, surrendered five runs. All five of those runs were earned. Gave up two walks, struck out three, uh, gave up three home runs, and left the game with a 7.11 ERA. Austin Bryce came in and pitched 0.1 innings pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out one. Gave up no home runs and left the game with a 6.59 ERA. And then Matty Backpacks, Matt Barnes came in and pitched 1.0 innings pitch. One hit, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out nobody. Gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 5.06 ERA. All right, that's it for the Red Sox box scores. Now on to the Orioles box scores. All right. So Hanser Alberto pit or a pinch or a led off and played second base. 0 for 5. Gave up or scored no runs, had no RBIs, walked no or walked zero times and struck out once. And then Anthony Santander uh batted second and played right field. He went one for five. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then Rinto, Rinto Nunez batted third and played first base. He went one for five. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out three times. And then batting fourth and playing uh, DH was uh, Pedro Severino. He went two for one, one for two. Uh, scored a run, zero RBIs, walked twice, and struck out zero times. And then batting fifth and playing third base was uh, Rio Ruiz. He went 0 for 3. Uh, he went scored zero runs, zero RBIs, walked once, and struck out once. And then batting sixth and playing left field was a uh, Ryan Mountcastle, just called up from a uh, yeah. So yeah, basically. So so he uh so he just started uh, his uh, major league debut. He went 0 for 2, w- scored a run though, uh, zero RBIs, two walks, and struck out once. And then batting seven, the playing catcher was Chance Zicko. He uh, went one for four, scored a run, three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting eighth and playing shortstop was Pat Valakia. He went one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting ninth and playing center field was Cedric Max or Cedric uh, Mullins. He went three for four, one run. One RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right, and then the extra base hits were the home runs. Uh, Pat Lackey is fourth of the year in the seventh inning off of Josh Ochich with zero on and one out. And then uh, Cedric Mullins is seventh is a uh, first of the years in the seventh inning off of Josh Ochich, uh, zero on and one out. And then Chance Seco's uh, fourth home run of the year in the eighth inning off of. Josh Ochich with two on and two out. Yeah. All right. The Bruins are leading. All right. Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Let's go beat Tampa Bay. Come on. Let's go. Let's go get the cup. Let's go. In a way. Yeah. So we're trying to get this done too. Like, so we can, yeah, let's watch or listen to the game. Yeah. Yeah. We can't watch the game because apparently 
NBC Sports or NBC the channel is now available on Sling, which is the only uh, streaming cable service that I actually have. Yeah, I used to share an account with my sister or share an account with my sister's YouTube TV account, but she uh, deactivated for now, and now it's just dormant. So, and she's kind of waiting to bring it back, which I'm not really sure when, but not really great right now because there are sports coming back right now. But it's her money and it's her account. All right. Love you, Maul. <laughs> all right, so pitching-wise, back to – yeah, all right, back. All right, John Means pitched 3.0 innings pitch, gave up four hits, surrendered three runs. All three of those runs were earned. Walked nobody, struck out two, uh, gave up two home runs, and left the game with a 10.13 ERA. Then a Jorge Lopez pitched 4.0 innings pitch, gave up four hits, Surrendered five or gave up five hits, surrendered four runs. All five of those runs were earned. Walked two people, struck out three, gave up one home run, and left the game with a 9.35 ERA. All right. I could be wrong in this name, but let's see. Thomas Eshelman pitched 1.0 innings pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out nobody. Uh, gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 3.52 ERA. All right. Sean Armstrong came in, pitched 1.0 in his pitch. No runs. Same thing. No run, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, no walks, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.50 ERA. All right. So Darwinson Hernandez comes in relief and gets his first career win. Uh and it starts the year off 1-0. and uh, John Means just slapped the loss, uh, his second of the year, so he's now 0-2. And then Matty Backpacks, Matt Barnes, comes in, and I think this is because his career, his uh, first career save. So very good. Great for Matty Backpacks. I'm the new closer now. <laughs> you better be. Um, comes in, so he gets his first save of the year. Oh, so like this is his first, yeah. All right, yeah. I felt I followed his wife on uh, Instagram. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, he doesn't listen to this, does he? I don't know. I, I don't think he does. <laughs> About to say, I might be getting. A... <laughs> I just follow her. Not... Yeah, she. All right, yeah, we're going down a hole here. All right, all right. So that's about it for game two of the series. As I said, the Red Sox are on a three-game win streak at this point. So, but they are still nine and eighteen, which is not great. Still kind of the worst record in the American League. American League. American League. Right now, yeah. I can't talk. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about come back and talk about game free in just a little bit. I'm gonna go take a water break. All right, we are back to talk about game free of the series on yesterday, which was Saturday. So some news came up. Um, so first off, the Red Sox did not bring up uh, Nick Pavetta and uh, Connor Seabold as I intentionally thought they would bring up, mainly because we traded Brandon Workman and Heath Henry, and we kind of need two pitchers to replace them in the starting or in the in the rotate or in that uh rotation 
Instead, they decided to bring up Jeffrey Springs and or left-handed pitcher Jeffrey Springs and uh, right-handed pitcher uh, Robert Stock from alternative training and decided to bring, send down Nick Pavetta and uh, Connor Siebold to alternative training, which doesn't really make sense. And in my opinion, I thought, why not bring him up? I mean, seriously. And here's the thing, too, that actually got me mad, too. I tried to find when uh, if we had uh, September call-ups or, like, had, like, expanded roster in September. I don't think we are. What they're trying to say is there will not be expanded roster in September, which kind of sinks because here we are. We got some pitchers down there that could possibly help us in the start in uh, the pitching staff. And we're deciding to trot out um, Jeffrey Springs and sorry, it's been a Kyle Hart and all these guys that came and pitched to save their lives, which we've got people like a Darwinson Hernandez or J- Josh Taylor or guys like Nick Pavetta or Connor Siebold who have really have not had a chance to pitch or even Andrew Triggs that we just picked up recently. Why not give those guys a chance? Honest to God, unreal Red Sox. No logic whatsoever. But that's just me. What do I know, right? I'm just a stupid fan. Just, yeah, I. this is why I don't run a major league ball club. Just, I don't know. I just feel like it, it just sounds pretty stupid that we just traded our closer and a good and one of our, if not best relievers so far this year. And we got two guys that I'm a, I'm not really sure if they will have a chance to even pitch this year. And that's kind of a really like a slap in the face of those guys. But I'm not talking about it. There is, there was some news. They actually got some Red Sox fans stirred up yesterday. So it comes to our attention that on Saturday afternoon, former Red Sox and probably Colt hero, Brock Holt, infield outfielder, was designated slash designated for assignment slash release by the Milwaukee Brewers. And that kind of got a storm of quote, quote tweets and tweets and retweets on Twitter saying, bring Brock Holt back, bring him home. And I kind of agree with that too. Bring Brock back, bring Brock back. I even quote tweeted the Milwaukee Brewers uh, tweet saying that, yeah, hashtag Red Sox. Bring uh, Brock Holt back, or bring Bro- back Brock. Yeah. Bring back the Brock star. Yeah. All right. Now on to game three of the series. Um, a little off. Yeah, a little off. So we'll get into the summary. All right. So in the bottom of the second, the Orioles struck first on a Pavlakia home run, his fifth of the year, into right center field. It was Perez Day, so Perez Day, yeah. Perez Day, oh, Perez Day. Okay, I just butchered that entire song. Never again. I will never do it again. All right. That's the first and only time you will hear me sing that song. <laughs> All right. Well, he's probably never going to win another game ever again. All right. All right. 
Hold on, I just saw something real quick. All right, so anyway, so... All right, so in the top of the fifth inning, Jackie Bradley Jr. ties up the game with a solo homer, his first of the year, so he's now in the home run column in the center field. Tied ball game, 1-1. Then a double by Alex Verdugo uh, gave the Red Sox a lead. So in so he doubled in the right in the center in the right field. Peraza scores two to one Red Sox. Then the top of the sixth inning, Pilar singles on a grounder. To the shortstop, uh, Mitch Moreland scores. Vasquez to uh, second, um, three three one Red Sox, and then in the eighth inning, uh, Anthony Anthony Santander ties up the ball game with a homer, his tenth of the year on a line drive to left field. Uh, Alberto scores three three tied at three. And then we head into extra innings. The first time of the year, the Red Sox go into extra innings. And um, the Red Sox got on the board first in the 10th inning. They start off with a two or a runner on runner on second. And that was JD Martinez. Or well, actually, no, that was uh, Alex Verdugo. Never mind. Never mind. It was Alex Verdugo. Um, so Mitch Moreland walks with the bases loaded. Verdugo scores. JD Martinez, the third. Sander Bogart's second, and the score would be four to four to three Red Sox lead. Then heading into the tenth inning, a wild pitch by a uh, Matt Barnes scores Rio Ruiz uh, to tie up the game four four. Cedric Mullins to second, and then a single by Pedro Severino on a line drive to left or uh, left or to a uh, center field, which Verdugo was out there scores Mullins, um, but that would be about it. Orioles win it on a walk-off uh, single, five to four. Orioles lead. Orioles win. So that ends the free game win streak. Um, our record goes to nine and nineteen. So not great. Yeah. All right. So Red Red or uh, Red Sox or the uh, Orioles score five runs on ten hits. And commit no errors while the Red Sox scored four runs on eight hits and commit no errors. All right. Crap. All right. Summary. All right. Yeah. All right. So the Red Sox, uh, or. All right. All right. So Alex Verdugo led off and played left field. He went two for five, one run on one run. One RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Rafael Devers batted or batted second and played uh, third base. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out twice. And then batting third and playing DH was uh, J.D. Martinez. He went one for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, two walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting fourth and playing shortstop was uh, Sander Bogarts. He went 1-0 for, oh for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting fifth and playing first base was uh, Mitch Moreland. He went 0-3. Oh one run, 
one RBI, two walks, and struck out two times. And then batting six and playing catcher was uh, Christian Vasquez. He went two for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Or struck out once. And then batting up, uh, and then batting seven, the playing right field was uh, Kevin Pillar. He went one for five, zero runs, zero RB or one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting eighth and playing center field was a uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. He went one for four, one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting ninth and playing second base was a uh, Jose Peraza. He went one for four, one run. Zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. All right, and the extra base hits. Um, Verdugo had a double, two doubles, uh, his eighth of the year off of Cobb, mostly. And then Peraza had a double, his sixth of the year off of Cobb. And then the only home run the Red Sox scored was a JBJ home run, his first of the year in the fifth inning off of Alex Cobb with zero on and one out. All right. Then pitching-wise, Martin Perez pitched good in seven innings, but um, still did not get the win. Uh, he went, gave up five hits, surrendered one run. That one run was earned. Walked one person, struck out six, gave up one home run, and left the game with a 3.45 ERA. Then Josh Taylor came in and pitched uh, 0.2 innings pitched, gave up one hit, surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. Walked nobody. Or walked one person, struck out one, uh, gave up zero, one home run, and left the game with a 19.29 ERA. Then Ryan Brazier came in and pitched 1.1 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered zero runs. All zero of those runs were earned. Walked no, one person, struck out one, uh, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 6.10 ERA. And then Matty Backpacks came in to close it out in the 10th inning but pitched 0.1 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered two runs. One of those two runs were earned, walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.73 ERA. All right, Orioles box scores. All right, so Hanser Alberto led off and played third and second base. He uh, went one for four. One run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. Anthony Santander uh, batted second and played right field. He went one for four, one run, two RBIs, one walk, and struck out twice. And then batting third and playing first base was Rento Nunez. He went two for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then Andrew Velasquez, a uh, pitch run for him. He went oh, he went uh, a pinch hit for him, and he went uh, oh for one, uh, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out of that one at bat. Batting fourth and playing DH was Pedro Severino. He went two for five, zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting uh, fifth and playing uh, shortstop and first base was Papalakia. He went two for he went uh, two for three, uh, one run. One RBI, one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting, right, batting six and playing left field was a uh, uh, Ryan Mountcastle. He uh, went one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. 
And then Pence running and Pence running for uh, Mount Castle was Mason Williams. He uh, went uh, so he did not get that bad whatsoever. So there's no point going over our his scores. All right, batting seventh and playing catcher was Brian Holiday. Remember him, former Red Sox. He went 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then bat and then pinch hitting and playing catcher for Holiday was a uh, chance sicko. He uh, did not get in at bat because that one at bat was a walk, so it did not count as an actual at bat. So he's the only thing he scored was a walk. And then batting eighth and playing second base was Ramon Arez. He uh, went one for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then pitch hitting and playing third base for him was uh, Rio Ruiz. He went uh, 0 for 1, did score a run. Uh, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting ninth and playing center field was uh, Cedric Mullins. Uh, he went 0 for free. Did score a run, though. Zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out three times. All right. So the ex- only extra base hits that they got was uh, uh, Nunez had a double in this his seventh off of uh, Perez, and then a home run. In the, and then uh, Vlachia hit his fifth home run of the year in the second inning off of Martin Perez. Zero on, one out. And then uh, Anthony Santander had his tenth home run of the year in the eighth inning off of Josh Taylor, one on and two out. Yeah. All right, so pitching. So Alex Cobb pitched a 5.0 innings pitched, gave up six hits, surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. Uh, walked one person, struck out one, and uh, gave up a home run and left the game with a 3.73 ERA. And then um, Sean Armstrong pitched 0.1 innings pitch, gave up two hits, surrendered one run. That one run was earned. Walked one person, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.19 ERA. Tanner Scott pitched 1.1 innings pitch, no hits, no runs. No earned runs, no walks, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.69 ERA. Michael Gibbons pitched 1.1 innings pitch, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.8, ERA. All right. And then... And then Cole Solster pitched one or pitched a 1.1 innings pitch, no hits, one run, no that one or that one run was not earned, so no earned runs, three walks, struck out three, and uh, gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 3.46 ERA. And then Miguel Cairo came in and pitched 0.2 innings pitch, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, no walks. Struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.26 ERA. All right. The win goes to Miguel Cairo, his first of the year. So he's now 1-0. and And the loss um, goes to – on the loss goes to uh, Matt Barnes, his uh, second of the year. And he's now 1-2, and two, and he has a blown save his second of the year. And then James Taylor – or Josh Taylor gets his uh, – gets a blown save too with – so he has two blown saves, so yeah. All right. 
So not great. All right. So we'll take a break real quick and then come back and uh, talk about game four and start wrapping up the show. So don't go anywhere. All right, we are back to talk about game four, the fourth and final game of today before we take a day day off tomorrow. All right. Summary. All right. So right off the bat in the first inning, with only two pitches in the game, Kevin Pillar goes out to center field. As in, I said out as in he hits a solo homer to start off the game. Red Sox are up one nothing. Kevin Pillar, yeah, early and often. Then in the bottom of the third, the Orioles got on the board. Uh, Ruo Ruiz singles to drive in two runs. Pedro Severino scores and Chance Seco scores. Uh, Mount Castle deferred two to two to one uh, Orioles lead, and then another single. Andrew Velasquez singles on a bunk ground ball to Jeffrey Springs. Mount Castle scores. Uh, Ruiz the second three to one Astros or three to one uh, Orioles lead. Astros. Yeah, we're not even playing the Astros this year. Yeah, it's all AL and NL East teams. Yeah. They're in the AL West. The Astros are. Or the asterisks. All right. Top of the six. The Red Sox get back on the board. Xander Bogarts doubles his fifth of the year. That scores Kevin Pillar. J.D. Martinez the third. Um, Orioles still still do lead, though, 3-2 to two by one run. And then the Orioles get the two go-ahead runs to uh, lead the game. Uh, Ruiz does it again. He doubles the score up. Uh, Former Red Sox Brian Holiday and Chancico to uh, make it five to four, five to two uh, Orioles lead, and then the top of the ninth, Jackie Bradley Jr. gets on the home run board again, his second home run of the year, a two run homer to score. Uh, that scores uh, Alex Verdugo five to four Red Sox, but that's where the final score would be. Red Sox lose their second straight to the Orioles and split the series. As they lose five to four, and decrease their record to nine and twenty. Yes, nine and twenty. Yes, worst record and possibly the worst record in the whole MLB. All right, but we'll probably look that up. All right. Okay. So Orioles score five runs on ten hits and do not commit an error, while the Red Sox score four runs on six hits and do not commit an error. Right. Yeah, sorry about like earlier. Like we should have got this podcast recorded, but I had to go back over to my parents' house and grab something. I left something over there, so I had to go get it back. Yeah. But it got me thinking, and we'll discuss later in the episode what we plan on doing in the near future, at least next year. All right. right. Continue with the uh, box scores for the Red Sox. Kevin Pillar led off and played left field. He went two for five. Two runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. Rafael Devers uh, batted second and played third base. He went 0 for 4, zero runs on zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then J.D. Martinez batted uh, third and played right field. He went 0 for 3, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. Man, he's kind of slumping. Sander Bogarts uh, batted fourth and played shortstop. He went one for free. One run, 
one RBI or no runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out one or struck out zero times. And then batting fifth and playing DH was Christian Vasquez. He went 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting uh six and or batting six and playing first base was Michael Chavis. He went 0 for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out three times. So he struck out all three at bats. Come on, ice horse. And then pinch hitting. For out or uh, in the ninth, for uh, Michael Chavis was Alex Verdugo. He went to zero and zero because that one at bat he did score or had was a walk, so it didn't really count. He did score a run though, so that did count uh, on the home run by JBJ. So his history, his thirteen game history, is now over. Uh, poor Verdugo. <laughs> but yeah, I move on. All right. And then batting seventh and playing catcher was Kevin Pawecki. He went oh he went zero for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right. And then batting eighth and playing center field was Jackie Bradley Jr. He went one for four, one run, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting uh, ninth and playing second base with Jonathan Aruz. He went two for four, zero runs, zero RBIs. Zero walks and struck out zero times. All right. The only extra base hit that the Red Sox got was a double by uh, Bogarts off of Miguel Cairo. And then uh, home runs by Kevin Pillar, his further year in the first inning off of Wade LeBlanc. Zero on, zero out, so a leadoff homer. So very good. And then uh, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s uh, home run, his second of the year in the ninth inning off of Tanner Scott. One on, two out. All right. Now pitching. Zach Godley, the God the Father, uh, pitched 2.2 innings pitched. Uh, he gave up two hits, surrendered three runs. All three runs were earned. Walked five people, struck out three, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 7.29 ERA. Yes, the Godfather is disappointing us. Yes. All right. All right, Jeffrey Springs pitched 2.0 innings pitch, gave up four hits, but he gave up zero runs, no earned runs, walked nobody, struck out three, gave up no home runs whatsoever, and left the game with a 10.80 ERA. All right, Phillips Valdez pitched 1.1 innings pitch, gave up a hit, no runs, no earned runs, no walks, struck out nobody, Gave up no home runs and left the game with a 1.08 ERA. So he's decreasing that ERA. So good. All right. Robert Stock pitched 1.0 innings pitched, three hits on two runs. All two of those runs were earned. Walked nobody, struck out two, gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 7.70 ERA. And then why? And then Ryan Weber came in and pitched 1.0 innings pitch, no hits, no runs. No earned runs, walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.48 ERA. So good. He's doing really good in on in relief. So awesome. That's what they should have done the entire freaking year. Yeah, not make him the fifth starter and have Brian Johnson as the starter. But Red Sox logic this year, as usual. All right. Orioles, uh... At bats, all right, Orioles box scores, all right. 
Cedric Mullins led off and played center field. He went one for five. No runs, no RBIs, walked zero times, and struck out once. And then batting second and playing right field was Anthony Santander. He went one for five. Zero runs, zero RBIs, or zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting third and playing uh, first base was uh, Rento Nunez. He went one for five. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting uh, set, and then uh, pinch hitting for him and playing uh, second base was uh, Ramon Urarez. He went, uh, he did not get a bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his box scores. All right. And then batting fourth and playing catcher was Pedro Severino. He won one for two, uh, one run, uh, zero RBIs, two walks, and struck out zero times. And then pinch running and playing catcher for him was a uh, former Red Sox Brian Holiday. He went 0 for 0. He did score a run, though. So uh, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. So I believe he got on on an error, but I could be wrong on that. Well, actually, no, he pinch run now. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. He pinch run for Pedro Severino. Okay, that's how the run scored. Okay. All right. Then batting fifth and playing DH was uh, Chance Sico. He went one for two, two runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting sixth and playing uh, left field was uh, Ryan Mount Mountcastle. He went two for free, so a good day from him. One RBI, zero RBIs, or one or no one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. So a good day from the rookie. His first days in the majors. All right. And then pit and then substituting for him in left field was uh Mason Williams. He did not get in a bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his stats. Batting eighth and playing third base was uh Rio Ruiz. He went two for four. Uh zero runs, four RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting uh ninth and playing shortstop was uh Andrew uh Andrew uh, uh, Andrew Val or Vasquez or Val or, or I can't talk. All right, batting ninth and playing shortstop was Andrew Velasquez. He went one for free, zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and struck out once. All right. So the ex only extra base hits that the Orioles did score was doubles. Mullins had double off of Godley. Mont or Mountcastle had two off of Godley and Springs. And then our Santander had one off of Springs, and then Ruiz had a one off of Stock. All right. Pitching, all right. Wade LeBlanc, Wade LeBlanc only lasted like not even that half of inning, like 0.2 innings pitched. He started out the game. He gave up a hit, which was the home run off of a, uh, which is the home run off of or um by Pilar. He that which turned into a run that was an earned run. Walked one person, struck out nobody, gave up one home run, and left the game with a 0.8 ERA. So he did not stand long for the game because he was starting to have arm problems way at the at the beginning of the game. So they took him out. Thomas Eshelman came on and pitched 4.1 innings pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out two, uh, zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.75 ERA. So very good from him. Miguel Cairo came in and pitched 1.0 in his pitch, two, gave up two hits, surrendered a run, 
That one run was earned. Uh, walked one person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.61 ERA. Paul Fry came in and pitched 1.1 innings pitch, gave up a hit, but he did not give up a run, no earned runs, walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.61 ERA. Then Michael Gibbons came in and pitched 1.1 innings pitch, no hits, did give up a run, uh, that one run was earned, uh, walked nobody, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 7.0.77 ERA. And then Tanner Scott came in and pitched 0.1 innings pitch, two hits, on one run, and gave up one run. That one run was earned, walked one nobody, struck out nobody, and gave up one home run and left the game with a 2.45 ERA. All right. So Thomas Eshelman gets the win for the gets the win for the o, O's for the O's his second of the year, uh, so he's now two and O. Zach Godley gets slapped with the loss his third of the year, so he's winless zero and three. And Tanner Scott gets the save his first of the year, so the series gets split. Yes, nine and twenty heading into an off day. Oh boy, yeah. So yeah. So we already know who uh, Tuesday's starter will be. It's Kyle Hart. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to lose that game. Who's against the Blue Jays in Buffalo? So the Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah. Not the Toronto Blue Jays. The Buffalo Blue Jays. They're playing at their uh, AAA field. Yeah. I mean, might as well, yeah. Since they're not even allowed to even play in Toronto. (laughs) Unreal, yeah, just unreal. All right. All right. So we will take a break and then come back and talk about the best and worst batting average and best and worst ERA and talk a little bit about fantasy. We won't get in the scores because um, the games for this week aren't final yet until possibly later tomorrow or uh, tomorrow morning or so or tomorrow morning. So we got to wait until then. We probably won't until like uh, next podcast. And we'll talk about the future about uh, next year maybe or like what we're going to do for post game shows and stuff like that or recap games, stuff like that. So, so don't go anywhere. Bye. All right. We are back to wrap up the show with best and worst batting average and best and worst ERA, and a little bit of what we plan on doing next year. All right, hitting. All right, so batting average. Who has the best batting average on the team? It belongs to Mitch Moreland. He is now overtaking Kevin Pawecki, and he has a three point forty bat or three hundred or point three hundred forty batting average. Very good, Mitchy. Two bags. Who has the worst? It belongs to Andrew Benintendi, who has a o or point one o three batting average, so a buck oh three batting average. Yeah. Not great, yeah. All right, pitching, bad or a uh, you're a come on. All right, who has the best ERA? It belongs to Darwinson Hernandez, 
and Kevin Pawecki, and they are tied with the 0.00 ERA. So very good. Yeah. Darwinson Hernandez has a win. So yeah. And he is a pitcher, though, and Kevin Pawecki is a position player. So yeah. Who still has the worst batting or worst ERA? It belongs to Jose Peraza, and he has a 27.000 ERA. So not great. Yeah. And right behind or right in front of him is a Josh Taylor with a 19.29. So technically, Josh Taylor should have the worst ERA, but I decided since Peraza kind of did pitch a game, even though he is a position player. Yeah, so you no, know, this is why this is why only pitchers should pitch. That's this is just why. I don't know where they think that position player can actually pitch. I, I don't know. It's just yeah. All right. Alright, so as I said, the reason that this podcast is now getting dropped later is because um remember when I like kind of started stuttering in the Third game segment. Well, apparently I got a text from my mom earlier saying that I forgot something over at their house when I was over there this afternoon and forgot to take it home with me. So I thought, crap, I'm in the middle of recording a podcast. So I thought I'll take a break after the segment, go run over there, get what I need and come back over here. And I thought, to myself, we are never going to get this podcast done. Yeah, we we probably might miss the Bruins game, or at least most of it. So I thought to myself, I was kind of thinking possibly next year we might do something because I was planning on doing something like I do with post-game shows for my Celtics podcast, where, like, say, the Red so- if the Red Sox win a game, I would play Dirty Water, just like when the Celtics play, I would play their victory song, You Should Be Dancing, or if that is their victory song, it, it probably is. It, I mean, I, I'm guessing it is where people are acting like it is. You Should Be Dancing, My Bees Keys. Yeah. yeah. Same guys did Staying Alive, Staying Alive. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so basically do the same thing. When the Red Sox win, we would play Dirty Water at the beginning of the post game show. But when they lose, we play nothing. It's kind of like we do with a Celtics pod when uh, they lose. We play absolute. We do not play. You should be dancing. We play absolutely nothing to begin with the show. And I just thought, I just thought it would just be neat, just like kind of like. I know this year hasn't been fun, and like these series we've been losing, you sh- we shouldn't be playing Dirty Water after, because they didn't deserve to win. I thought there might be a time we may never this season may play Dirty Water at the end of every Red Sox series. So I kind of started thinking, like, what if we did, like, a post-game show for every game? And I kind of pondered it, too. The the one thing that would make it so I would not do a podcast for every post-game show because it would happen every night and every day. There was a game every day. There's few days off in between. And that would be too much. And then I kind of thought to myself, too, these would just be like 20 to 30 minutes long. They wouldn't be long at all. They would not be hours long like these ones are. So I kind of, when I was driving over there and driving back, I just thought to myself, you know what? Starting next year, let's do it. 
Let's do it. Let's honestly just do a post-game show for every game we play. Yeah, and kind of do the same thing. I mean, yeah. Kind of the reason why I was kind of backing off on it, too, is just because I just bought that. It would just be too much to do a post-game show every night and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully next year will be different. Hopefully we'll be getting back to normal, stuff like that, so we won't have to be dealing with a whole ton of sports at the same time. But we don't know what's going on in the near future. We don't, we don't know. So, yeah. So, yeah. So that's what we're planning on doing for 2021 as planned. So for now, we're still going to do for the remainder of the years, do the series recap every night or every time a series ends. So we're going to do that and still keep doing that for the remainder of the season. And then next season we'll do like an individual uh, post game show podcast. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. So next series is against the Toronto Blue Jays, or should I say the Buffalo Blue Jays, because they are playing in their AAA field. So, yeah. I mean, it is, get, it is cool that they do have a chance to actually play some home games. Yeah, this kind of weird. It is kind of bad that, like, Toronto won't let them play in their home stadium, but they'll let a hockey bubble occur in their city. <laughs> Which the Bruins are in that bubble, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so as I said, starting Tuesday through, hold on, I could be wrong. It is a free game set, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, they will start, yes, a free game series starting Tuesday through Thursday. And they'll probably be all, like, all at 5.30 p.m. or 6.37 p.m., whatever time zone you live in. Yeah. And then they'll that will end the road trip, and they will head back home and play uh, homestead between the national defending champion Nationals, the Atlanta Braves, and the Blue Jays again. So yeah, so, yeah, we're just heading into the last month. We are heading in. I, this season is going by quick. It is. Yeah. So this thing might not even last that long. Yeah. Only a matter of time. Only a matter of time, boys, till the worst season in Red Sox history finally ends. Yeah. And we can forget about all of 2020. All right. Anything else? I think we're good. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at Sox Illinois. And then follow my personal Twitter page at JunkyardDog underscore 92. We will have those in the details of the episode. And then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast from. doesn't matter to us. I think for next episode, we'll try to figure out what the other uh, platforms are. So we'll like have it ready for you guys. Like, So, yeah, we'll try to do that. All right. And with, the, and with that being said... How about do it? All right. See you guys. Thursday night. Banyana. Show me how to lie. You're getting better all the time. And turning all against one isn't all that's hard to change. Another clever word sets off an unsuspecting hurt. And as you step back in the line, 
Closer in your sight, so playing out I'm wide awake. It's a scene about me. There's something in your way, and now some money's gonna pay. And if you can't get what you want, well, it's all because of me. Now, dance, fuck or dance, man. I never had a chance, and I believe in you. Between the eyes, between the eyes.